0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rooted Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Panetta. As always, we are right downtown in Salem, Oregon, and uh, in studio. Very excited about today. Got a returning guest on the show uh, and an old friend, so very excited to reintroduce him and kind of lay out what we're hoping to talk about today. But as always, i just like to share our purpose here um, at our Leadership Institute, that this podcast is connected to. It's to be a catalyst for transformational change. We bring leaders from all sectors together. We learn together, we grow together, and the goal is how can we go back out into our community, into our lives, our organizations, create change, and and hopefully at the end of the day, um, we can have a better place to live in and to work in and better families and better relationships. So that's what we're all about. Uh, a lot of a lot of things go into that it's not as easy as it, as it I'm making it sound uh, and it's always a lot more challenges than you'd think but we certainly love doing it and we get the I get the privilege of having so many different guests on this show you know we're at 60 plus episodes now some folks from our community some folks from from out of our community that we have on and just thousands of listeners so it's pretty fun but today uh, we have a uh, again returning guest, former former guest, uh, old friend of mine. His name is also Chris, uh, Chris Udall. So thanks for joining today, my friend.
1: Chris, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, look forward to to speaking with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris was on episode forty-five. I just looked it up. That was the rebuilding for peace. We actually got some great feedback from that one because the things you shared, uh, on that episode. So if you, if you're listening now and you haven't listened to episode 45, go back and, and listen, you can learn a little bit more about Chris, but some pretty compelling, uh, stories and topics that we discussed there from the work that you did for several years, um, uh, with rebuilding for peace, working in different areas of, of the globe, uh, basically going into, and you can correct me in anything that I'm getting wrong, but, but going into, to areas where there's, human trafficking, other things of that nature going on and helping people get out of that world, uh, and use, even use the skill sets that maybe they learn in, in that world, you know, that the entrepreneurial mind and helping them use that towards something for good. Right. Or in addition, just going into those communities and helping people, you know, or th- those worlds, I guess I'll, I'll put it, um, and helping people, uh, you know, have different opportunities to learn, to grow, etc. So that's a very vague uh, description I just gave, but you know, go back and listen to that episode, and you'll you'll get a lot more detail. But uh, what what and what am I missing from from that, Chris? I mean, what would you add to just anybody that's listening no, now to go back and and desire to listen to that because it was an amazing episode.
1: You just about covered it. It's it's working with illicit entrepreneurs um, to pivot their careers into something more productive, both uh, working in the Middle East uh, and Russia. And and we recently expanded uh, it to the Ukraine, helping uh, employ lawyers to uh, document human rights violations and prepare uh, cases for the human rights court uh, during the conflict that's currently going on. So we're partnered with the University of Arizona uh, to give out scholarships as well to these lawyers so they can uh, get a master's degree in human rights practice. To, wow. to better be prepared to f- to fill that role since a lot of them lost their their client base um uh for their you know whatever their law office was right mm-hmm. we're trying to keep them keep their skills sharp and and keep them useful during the the time of conflict
0: yeah wow so it's still still happening still going i know you have a you know a passion for that work but something i've always admired about you and this will kind of get into a little bit of what we wanted to to, to get into today would love kind of a, you know, what's happened over the last year since you've been on the show and, and where you're at now and what, what you want to do. But, but the, but what I've admired, what I've always admired about you is you see, you see it, you see a challenge, you see a problem and you do something about it. I think so many of us, myself included, look out at the world and, you know, point fingers and say, well, if this was different or if this person or this group would just do this and things would change uh, or not even see it all together. And we were talking offline before we started recording about, you know, you're never. I'll read. I'll read what I what I wrote down from what you said. You're never going to solve a problem if you don't know about it. And so, I just admire that you go and find out uh, uh, about those problems and see opportunities there. I mean, that's just um, so many, so many amazing kind of mentalities and perspectives. That it takes to do that right to one go find the problems be pay attention to them think deeply about things that are in front of us and where it all comes from uh, and then to see where the problems are and then to actually desire to 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 solve them and then to see an opportunity out of it you know Uh, to to, that that's the amazing part to me is there's opportunity there Um, so anyways uh thanks for joining the show uh I look forward to getting into what uh, to, to where you're at now and, and what you, what you're into and and uh, what got you there but just you know start us from from uh from the top I mean what are you doing now and then maybe trace back why what got you there how did this mentality of seeing a problem trying to find a solution I mean how did all of that kind of go into to your story um take it from there
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Right now I'm a venture capitalist um, working in the agricultural technology space to make uh, Huntsville, Alabama, the space ag capital of the world. Uh, And that's never a position I really thought I would be in in life. Uh, One, to work in venture capital, uh, or two, to start up uh, a whole section, uh, a whole new vertical within venture capital in the ag tech space um i i came to it really you know i i really enjoy again <laughs> your words are too nice for uh for me but i enjoy solving problems um and the nonprofit that uh, i run is an absolute you know blast to run i have too much fun but it is very taxing and anyone who works in in uh those types of industries right will know uh, just how taxing it can be. Um, so I decided to make a change to solve a new problem and to make that my, my side hustle, if you will. So I still run the nonprofit, but I do it at night and I do it, uh, through in-country directors and other managers and volunteers. So I'm a little less hands-on and more of a a check writer at this point. Um, so I, I was looking for a new problem to solve and I thought, Hey, you know what? The sexiest problem out there is space. Uh, so I was in the interview process with Blue Origin and SpaceX and Relativity Space, Sierra Space. I mean, you name a space company, and and I I called them <laughs> and, and either had a first or, or second round interview, uh, most of them. And I thought, that's the problem I want to solve. I want to go to Mars and uh, solve colonizing Mars, you know, make make uh, humanity an inter interplanetary species. And that's my next problem. Uh, but during that time, I... I was uh, looking at one venture capital fund uh, that had a little mention of ag tech uh, in the interview process. And I thought, well, that's unique. And once I saw it was in Huntsville, Alabama, I mean, then I got excited because that's, that's rocket city, USA. I mean, Huntsville, Alabama, you know, they built the Saturn V rocket that put a man on the moon. There's a rocket over the city. It's, it's a, it's the Mecca for, for aerospace and propulsion really. So I thought, what a unique opportunity that might be. And, you know, second interview, um, the partner firm that, uh, that I work with is Hudson Alpha, which is the second largest uh, genomics research center uh, in America. They uh, have about 160 something acre campus, just all top-notch bioscience folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started talking space ag and, and what that means for genomic research in ag tech where you can, you know, the the Chinese have been leading this market for for years. And I'm going to go on a tangent here because I'm just going to geek out about this, but, but they're changing the molecular structure of seeds in space with controlled radiation, bringing them back down to earth and planting them in the desert. And they're growing like gangbusters, right? They're making deserts green by altering seeds, genomes in space. And, uh, that's something the U.S. doesn't do yet. So we had this long conversation about the opportunities for for agriculture in space, both because you know we're running out of land mm-hmm. in the sense that we're developing and and fertile soil. Uh, it becomes less and less fertile with each harvest. So mm-hmm. creating these kind of closed cycle uh, uh, pods you can put in low Earth orbit to farm is is something that that will need to happen anyway. Long story short, I got very excited. <laughs> about space ag and so uh, I took a job in venture capital where now I uh, scout for young entrepreneurs old entrepreneurs it doesn't matter uh, age race gender ethnicity religion Uh, we actually uh, are the only venture capital fund that uh, is at the forefront of diversity equity and inclusion we're proving the model that you know traditionally venture capital has only gone to white males and we're we're making that change to invest in uh uh i wouldn't say any invest in everybody that's 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 uh respective of the population right and we're proving mm-hmm. that you can still make uh good returns on those investments um in that space so i i look for ag folks and and working with you know everyone thinks uh entrepreneurship is really you know sexy the silicon valley model of of starting a tech startup but I mean, ag ag entrepreneurs are some of the most grassroots, down to earth, just good people that have also gone and got really smart uh, degrees in, in some technology spaces and come out with solutions that, you know, honestly are going to change both how and what we eat uh, mm-hmm. going forward. So that's what I'm doing now uh, is is recruiting and working and investing in uh, entrepreneurs in the ag tech space with a goal to to make space ag uh, a thing that's that's normal.
0: Hey man, that's uh, thanks for the just the the update, um, and for our listeners. I mean, a couple things that just stick out to me. One thing I just got to say. I mean, I think it's I think it's amazing, right? I mean, what you're doing, what we were talked about last time, when you're still doing, running the nonprofit Rebuild for Peace. Who I mean. I'll say this facetiously, but who thinks about looking at the human trafficker and thinking they they can become, they can use those skills to rebuild for peace, right? To do something different with those skills that they're learning in that industry. For one, like we talked about in episode 45, that's all that they know. They, that's their life. So they grew up with with that kind of as that was their route, right? So it's not like all of them had an array of options and they decided, I'm going to go into human trafficking, Right. So, it, it that opportunity in its in of itself, you completely complete paradigm shift for a lot of people to even just change the way they see those individuals and then to see an opportunity. And so now, <laughs> like you're 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 looking at opportunities that again most I would say normal people aren't thinking about. Man, like uh, how do we, you know, grow things in space or this whole idea of ag tech. So I'm I'm seriously kind of blown away and awe with it. So I just got to say that. The other thing that I think is kind of cool, you know is our leadership institute's groundwork. And we use we use agricultural terms in our curriculum, man. I mean, groundwork, our curriculum is around soil, seeds, and weeds, getting, you know, getting rooted in, getting to the root, uh, you know, of, of of conflict. How do you help seeds, which are ideas and innovation to get rooted into the soil, which is the people. So our whole curriculum is centered around agricultural terms, which I think that's kind of a... A fun coincidence. So I'm geeking out a little bit about that. Uh, but I think that this speaks to what I said to kind of introduce you is, are we seeing where, op- where problems are at and that the opportunities are there? You know, there's so many takeaways there in all of our lives. I mean, look around us. So many challenges. We don't have to go far to find challenges. But I would say that most of us, we feel like there's not a lot of opportunity. Right. But there's a lot of challenges in each of those challenges. There's an opportunity. And uh, I mean, you're 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 definitely demonstrating that with just what you're pursuing. I think it's I think it's amazing, man. And you, we, you were you're joking before about, you know, the, the 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 sky's the limit. That's the saying people say. But where you're at now, I mean, it's not just the sky. I mean, there's the space space is the limit. And I think that's actually a reflection of just your your personality. I think it's. I think it's pretty cool, man, that I, I, I knew you, uh, you know, back when we wandered around a little town in Hawaii at school and, and who knows what we were up to. And, and, uh, it's just kind of fun to, to, to be able to, to call you a friend and, and hear about the aspirations and the things that you, you will do. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind. So just kind of cool, man. I just want to, want to say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> again you're too kind but yeah no i haven't left hawaii mentally that's still very much aloha spirit in uh in the office <laughs> and with uh those who work for me
0: yeah that's good so um i mean tell take us take us a little bit deeper into this this whole uh opportunity i mean br- I guess, wake us up a little bit to why what you're talking about is so important. You did that well in episode 45, talking about why illicit entrepreneurship is so important. Not just overseas, but here in our own community. I mean, in the community of Salem, there's probably all sorts of illicit activities happening, right? Um, and so you, you kind of woke me up to the idea of illicit entrepreneurship, Um I haven't done anything with it, but you, you, it's changed my paradigm, and I'm seeing things differently than I than I have before. So, wake us up a little bit to why ag tech is so important, why we should be thinking about it, why maybe some uh, some listeners should consider, you know, investigating more, supporting it, finding you know work there, any anything. Just kind of show tell us a little bit more about why we should be paying attention to that, why it's important.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean. Uh, I was just last week in a meeting with uh, the representatives from the UN World Food Program driving around Alabama to talk about uh, fertilizer, funny enough, right? And a lot of fertilizer innovation comes from, from Alabama and has historically come from Alabama. Uh, but it really is unique. I mean, I don't know if you had orange juice this morning, Chris, uh, but I'm sure many of the listeners have either had orange juice or or held an orange today uh, or will at some point this week. Uh, And you don't know that that Florida is projected to have the lowest yield for oranges uh, in modern history this year. Right. There are so many issues in agriculture today, uh, especially uh, not just relating to to the conflicts in Ukraine. Many people focus uh, on the grain. They know about the grain issues, getting the grain out of the Ukraine into the public. Uh, really into Africa, because Africa relies on Ukrainian grain for subsidence. So there's the whole continent that's 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 going to struggle very quickly. Uh, but things like getting fertilizer out of Russia, right, with the trade embargoes. U.S. farmers rely on Russian fertilizer. Uh, European farmers rely on Russian fertilizer. Almost every country has a reliance on, on Russian phosphate-based uh, fertilizers. And that is directly going to impact yield. Um, so you have a problem where we are in a food crisis. Now we yeah. are going to run out of food to feed our entire population. You're starting to see food riots in some more developing countries. Those food riots will continue, uh, to escalate through more and more developed nations as, uh, as we see prices skyrocket over the next couple of years. And it's going to be a real problem. I mean, you can't, you can't not feed your people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's the situation that we are going to be in. and And to me, the the only solution is we have what we have. We can't just, you know, go chop down a forest and plant crops and hope they grow, right? You have to 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 prep the ground. and there's it's just not feasible. yeah, but we what we need to do is figure out how to take what we have now and make it more efficient. So greater mm-hmm. yields in smaller spaces, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more efficient weed controlling, so you're not overspraying and polluting rivers. Right? There's all kinds of technologies that are used in other spaces, right? That NASA's developed, the military's developed uh, for all kinds of different applications that can be applied to ag in a way that that uh, makes crop yield efficient, right? Uh, and efficiency is the key, right? We have we have to feed our people. We, you look at your your bag of Lay's potato chips, and no one ever really thinks, you know, how did this get here? Who's the farmer in, uh, you know, I'll say Idaho because they grow potatoes, right? <laughs> but uh, they're not the only ones who grow potatoes. But where was his life about? Was was his farm? Did he have a good yield, a bad yield? I mean, there's so much yeah. uh, involved in the process, and the process is so inefficient both in the supply chain you lose half your 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 yield in transportation yeah right mm-hmm. just going to spoilage there's so many tiny little places where innovation needs to take place. Ba- yeah needs to take place right uh-huh. and then even in the food waste right i talk to entrepreneurs in the in the bioplastics space and they're like talking to me about converting liptic acids and tanks and all these other smart things that i'm pretending to know <laughs> but uh, and and maybe have a working knowledge about now, but but just incredible innovations where you can now make a, a hardwood floor out of bioplastics that come uh. from food waste, right? And every piece of the ag experience, right, or the ag life cycle is riddled with problems and inefficiencies that yeah. very few people are looking at to solve. Because, it's, you know, tech entrepreneurs love to focus on the blockchain, the crypto, and all these really cool, like, you know, the Doja coins uh, that can make them rich quick, but you can make a lot of money innovating in fertilizer. Do you know fertilizer companies don't even have an R&D department? And if they do, they like just have it just like as a pet, like they don't put money into R&D because they have a monopoly. You know, you start innovating in the fertilizer space. I mean, you're gonna gonna make millions. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the opportunity, the open market there is insane. For entrepreneurs to look at but the problem is is ag traditionally right now you know the average farmer is over 65 i think it's like yeah just a very aging population we don't have enough young people to take the place of a, the current farmers in america um so we're going to rely heavier on equipment technologies that don't yet exist today hmm. right and and you know I'm talking to one entrepreneur in Canada who has a, a robotic tractor that just automates field work. I mean, there's some incredible things that uh, that you can do in the ag tech space to really change the world and make a great financial foundation for yourself uh, and your family, as well as just investing in ag tech. Right? You don't have to go start a company, but you can find a young company and and support them either with mentorship or, or with direct investment or, uh, you know, connecting them with people, you know, that would be interested in, in mentoring. them. there's, there's a lot of ways to get involved in ag tech, but the, the problem that needs to be solved is very immediate, probably yeah. more immediate than any other problem because people need to eat. Yeah. I mean, that's not a, a negotiation, Right, I I can be fine without the next social media platform or the next cryptocurrency, but I won't be happy if I'm hungry or hangry, right? Yeah, <laughs> when I'm too hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, I mean, uh, the, the the at the very bottom, uh, and even you know, even even Chad Ford's iceberg, right? the needs people. Needs are at the very bottom. Um, and their needs as basic as food and water, identity, freedom, security, things of that nature. In this case, you're talking about food. And often, a lot of people in the world take it for granted, right? Like, you know, I just—I ate some potato chips for lunch, ironically, right? And I'm not thinking about, you know, where those are coming from and things, things of that nature. Some people, they do. It is a—that is their life. They wake up every day, and they're worried about what they're going to eat, Right. Um, I imagine most people listening to this podcast or that are podcasting podcasters probably aren't worried about what they're going to They're going to eat if they have the luxury of just listening to, to a podcast. But, uh, again, bottom, bottom part of the, the need, you know, the, the hierarchy of needs so much so that we're not even thinking about it. We're thinking of self-actualization right the top. Like how can I become the best version of myself kind of a thing? And a lot of I would say a lot of our innovation and technology is probably up there. It's like how can we uh, transcend where we're where we're at now? Well, what you're highlighting for me is there's problems at the at the most basic level that are kind of scary when you think about it, right? Like you're right. I mean, if we don't have food, if we can't feed our people, then we can't really do much of anything else. Um, and and so that's really something to think about. And and again, something that I I. I I admire in you to see right you're' you're going you're getting excited about uh like you said about ag tech, but that's really at the the bottom of the the hierarchy of needs, which is food we we need it and um and I love that you're highlighting there it's in need of innovation at every level, from food rotting, things falling off the truck. I mean you name it, and most of us at some point or another, I would say in America, you know, have worked in the food industry, right? I mean, as a teenager, whatever it is, so much goes to waste, right? Um, so there is need for innovation. There is need for for improvements, and and that's just an a, an amazing perspective to have. And I'll even briefly relate that kind of outside of ag tech and outside of. This specific topic we're on, but wherever wherever you're at right now in life, whoever, whatever your listeners, you know, personal, professional, think about the systems that you have in your life, right? Uh, of of when you wake up in the morning, the things that you do on a personal, professional level, and think about the need for innovation in those areas. This is also again kind of serendipitous. Our topic this month in uh, groundwork, which we meet this Friday. We're flying out. Richard Sheridan. He's going to be. We're gonna record an episode here soon. He's he's a uh, founder of Menlo Menlo Innovations in 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 Detroit. They're a software development company. But they have visit f- people fly from all over the world to to come and visit them. He's the author of Joy Inc. and Chief Storytelling Officer. Uh, he's coming out to speak, and he's gonna be on our show soon. But his topic is innovation, so I, I, it's it's all, it's already on my mind. So we're gonna be talking about innovation in our Groundwork Leadership session. You know, here in a couple of days. And that the challenge that we gave those leaders that are coming, and these are leaders from all sectors, is to bring an area of your life or your work that is in need of innovation. Um, And uh, I I, I like asking them that question, because I don't know if we always ask ourselves that question, which is something that you're asking right now, is what are the problems in the agricultural world that are in need of innovation? It feels like, and sounds like, from just hearing you for just a few minutes, they're all over the place. and. And we need our we need our best innovation. We need our best thinkers to 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 tackle those challenges, um, because they they are they do exist. And if those go, if things go south and those go away, I mean, one of our basic needs is not being met. And one of the one of the most valuable things I, I've learned from, you know, whether it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Chad Ford's you know iceberg, is people will go out of societal norms when their needs aren't met. Right. Uh, when their needs are taken away, threatened, not met, whether it's food, water, identity, safety, freedom, security, we'll go outside of the norm to protect it, to to get it, you know. And we don't want that. We don't want, we don't want to get to that point. Like you said, there's already been food riots. So, um, yeah, really interesting. That's what's kind of going through my mind as you're as you're talking. I think it's uh, it's it's really interesting and something that we we need to be be considering. So. So what I mean what should we do with this sort of information I mean what is the average Joe like me that ate potato chips for lunch what <laughs> what should I do um, right now to to grow right to, to be to, to, to help with with problems that are that are around me I mean what 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 do we do with this
1: well I mean ag tech investments have been some of the the most uh, sought after in the recent uh, last two years, right, for both venture capitalists and seed stage funders, because there's tremendous opportunity. So so the answer to that is, well, Chris, I think you should make some money, right? I think you should take some financial risk, find an a ag tech startup, find an entrepreneur and support them. If you don't got money to, to throw into their venture, give them mentorship, right? Figure out a way where you can help support them, get their innovation to market, and again, you know, it's risky. Not everyone's going to succeed, but the more people we can get, it's a really heavy lift that we've got, probably the heaviest lift of our time. And, and you can quote me on that. I think solving the food crisis for the next generations to come is the heaviest lift of our time. Uh, we all need to take a part in, in, in solving food scarcity uh going forward I mean the the human is consuming almost 50 times more energy than what our great grandfathers consumed just based on how we live our lives the products we use how much energy comes into building out you know the microphones we're using in this podcast today right yeah we're pulling out resources at a rate that's that's uh it's not sustainable um so innovating in the space where we can, you know, use bioplastics uh, and use byproducts of ag and support those entrepreneurs is 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 paramount, right, to our, our success. I mean, even even uh, you know, lofty goals like colonizing Mars, right? One of the biggest problems in colonizing Mars is how are we going to feed an interplanetary population, mm-hmm. right? I love the the Mark Watney story, growing potatoes on mm-hmm. Mars. My favorite movie and my favorite book. Uh, right now but it's a real problem right deep space exploration cannot be a thing we can't live our star trek and star wars fantasies which we must do in my lifetime
0: yes we, yes we must uh,
1: <laughs> until we figure out how to eat and and grow food uh while we're traveling through space yeah. right and uh so that's that's the piece that that's more sexy if you will right yeah. Well, space, when, you, well, when you, you bring
0: in Star Trek or Star Wars, it all <laughs> it automatically increases the sexiness of a conversation.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but the, but that's the whole the whole point is is we're focused. Everyone's focused on solving these these big problems, and and space is a big, you know, topic, mm-hmm. right, to talk about with space tourism coming online and with Blue Origin and all these other uh, space initiatives, um, but ag in space is you know you need air you need water and the next thing you need is food yeah um and and so right now you know it's it's probably cheaper to to have a payload full of rice and send it up to the iss right Mm -hmm. but when we're doing voyages right become a voyaging people again which is in human nature to be a voyager throughout all human history we've been Mm -hmm. voyagers and this is the next voyage we need to take in my opinion uh you gotta have you gotta have the technology to support life and once you have that you can drop the same technology that grows space and grows food in space and you can drop that in any third world region and it's going to do amazing because it's going to be a much better climate than space i mean space is the ultimate problem to solve for you solve for space everywhere on earth can benefit from that. Yeah. Right. Some of our greatest technologies were technologies developed, you know, by NASA for space exploration that, that are commonplace today.
0: Wow.
1: Right. Yeah. So what can we do about it? I think one, we got to stop looking at ag as, you know, that, that I don't remember who did the painting, but you know, the pitchfork, yeah, the husband and wife in front of it. I mean, that's ag, right? That's when you think of ag, a lot of the time stop thinking think of it as
0: boring. Anymore. Yeah
1: yeah because 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 farming i mean one it's insanely profitable mm-hmm. uh investing in a farm is the best investment you can make usually yeah uh yeah. just owning the land it increases and and operating the farm it's it's a great investment farmers never want to sell but then they always complain that farmland's so expensive i was i was, was twenty two
0: <laughs> I was just behind a truck the other day driving i don't know whether it was to work or from work but this truck that had all sorts of sort of, you know, farming stickers and, and one of them said, you know, uh, you know, agriculture keeps the world running and uh, didn't mean a whole lot to me when I first read it. But now after this conversation, it's like,
1: they're right. (laughs) It, it really is. I mean, uh, there's, there's no way around it. We can do without plastics and, and, uh, and petroleum based products, but we can't do without ag. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, been, it's been consistent it's since, gained.
0: since, you know, you look in human history, it's always had, to, it's always been there. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and we, you know, the innovation through ag, right. You you invented the plow, you increased your yield, you invented the tractor, your yield increased again. Uh, you invented the combine. I mean, every time and, and what's next, right. There is going to be something next, right. Whether mm-hmm. that's a CNC uh, farm innovation. Uh, I mean, the, the sky is not the limit here. That's what's great. Literally, we put a man on the moon, the sky is no longer the limit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Huntsville, Alabama. But uh, but it it needs those innovators, right, to, to work cross-functioning. Like everyone talks about fintech, right? Fintech is great. Elon Musk made a lot of money in the fintech space, right, yeah. with PayPal and, and things. But no one thinks about ag fintech, right? Mm. How do you get farmers in third world countries who who don't have a birth certificate because they grew up you know, in a village and it wasn't a priority to get a birth certificate, but now they can't get a tractor because they can't get a loan. Yeah. So their yield is down, right? So those kind of financial ag tech pieces where, well, let's underwrite for this guy so we can get him a tractor, get him a loan, get him a tractor. He'll pay that back within two years because he's now 10 times more, more yield in his field, right? And yeah. he can bring that to market. And it solves for the problem uh, that we're in now, which is a a global food crisis, right? Mm. So there's every aspect of ag is probably in an industry that one of you listeners are in, right? Finance, supply chain, uh, program management, product management, marketing, right? They're all the same industries that we see. You put ag in front of it and people think, Oh, like farmers, but farmers are cool. So
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) So getting that piece of just like, you know, at some point farmers are going to be all Mark Watneys, mm-hmm. right? In 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 Martian suits. And and uh, and you know, be seen as as national treasures and heroes and I think that's that's kind of the way we ought to see it now in 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 this space and if you're, you know, a young listener um and you're wanting to get into entrepreneurship, I mean there are tons of resources out there. Yeah. Uh to get you started, both with you know accelerator incubators and and uh, different mentors, and I'm certainly happy to be a resource uh, where I can. But but uh, it's a problem that's got to be solved. Yeah. So we got to yeah. we got to look at it first uh, in order to solve.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We got to we have to see it first, right? And that was. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I always I always like the the engineering term. You got to work the problem, sit in the problem, and work the problem. You know. In high stress, you know, you see these space movies like, you know, Interstellar, and they're just sitting and yeah. working the problem. But you gotta stay, you know, calm, cool, collected, and and work the problem. It's it won't get solved overnight, but it will get solved, or we won't be around. Yeah. Or a lot less of us will be around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh th- I mean this has been incredibly helpful just kind of getting the right getting information. Um, but there's so many takeaways uh that i hope people are you know hope listeners are, are gathering um just kind of philosophically of you know whether it's your story or thinking beyond kind of our current problem that we have in front of us now which are very real and we have to find ways to solve solve those things right if we're having a relationship problem or problem at work or uh, you know a, a challenge here a challenge there like those are very real right solve them but There's also, there's bigger challenges out there. But what I really like, and I keep saying, but uh, what what I'm liking about what you're saying is I'm getting a lot of personal benefit from the challenges that I'm facing that have nothing to do with ag tech, just from hearing you talk about, kind of you sharing your story of what what got you here, the questions that you ask yourself, the idea to see um, opportunities in the challenges. I mean, those things... I mean, those those are priceless nuggets of, 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 of information uh, that any of us can, can take into any, you know, any situation. But on top of that, I mean, you're bringing to light uh, a whole world that I don't think a, a lot of us think about when we get into the, the day-to-day, the rat race. You know, we, we're not thinking about this. And it's, you know... When you first texted me and you're talking about, let's talk about ag tech, I'm also thinking like, okay, well, where's this going to go? But I mean, it's, you, you, you've done such a great job of showing how, and, and speaking to how this is, this is a, this should be on everybody's mind, <laughs> right? <laughs> it should be on everybody's mind. Um, you know, maybe groundwork, uh, you know, groundwork's gotta, gotta be more concerned about agriculture since we still all of their wonderful analogies um, in agriculture to, to teach about leadership, Um, so I've got tremendous value out of this. Um, something a bit embarrassing, you know, you're on a zoom call on my phone and I have like 5% battery left. (laughs) 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 So, uh, I want to keep going, uh, but, uh, my battery's going to run out. This is kind of embarrassing. Uh, I hope listeners are getting a good laugh out of that lesson be learned. Charge your phone before a zoom call. Um, so with that though, I, I would love kind of. You know, what are what's the what's the takeaway here for you? I mean, what what do you want people to be thinking about that you haven't already shared? What would be kind of your closing statements here um, that that sets us up as well for just another, you know, another episode, whether it's a few months or a year from now, because I'd love to see where things you know, I'd love to talk to you then and just to see what's going on to see where you're at what you're thinking about what you've seen what you've experienced and listeners know if you listen to episode 45 chris is somebody that you want to listen to great storyteller ha- finds himself having experiences that most people don't have just it, you're valuable valuable uh you know guests to have um i think that uh, what you're what you discuss what you talk about is worth listening to but w- what what would be your What's your what's your kind of closing statements? Your your highlights. Your your uh, what do you want people to be thinking about?
1: Well, you know, one of my uh, favorite American, uh, I would say, heroes is Alan Shepard, right? First American to go to space. He uh, the Blue Origin rocket, named the New Shepard rocket, flies the same trajectory as Alan Shepard's first hmm. flight into space. You know, to quote him he's, he's walking up the stairs, right. To get on this rocket, to do something nobody's ever done before, quite literally strapping himself to basically a stick of dynamite to get (laughs) launched into the atmosphere. And he said, let's light this candle, right? That's the attitude. You know, if you're listening, that's the attitude to cultivate, right? This is, it's one, it's not rocket science, it's ag science. And I would say it's, it's sexier than rocket science because we figured out rocket science. So this is the next big thing, the next big candle to light, right? So in life, whatever, whatever it is that you're, you're solving problems for approach it with that mentality that Alan Shepard had strapped to a rocket where he could have been, you know, every reason to be afraid out of his, out of his, uh, out of his mind. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that confidence of light this candle, let's get it done. Let's, yeah. let's move forward. Let's, let's progress. Let's power through. Um, you know, I, I, uh, uh, heard a veteran, uh, say, basically you have to embrace the suck and and move the F forward <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through challenges because in in the entrepreneurial journey that's that's what it feels like right you, you're on your own you are your company and and if that's you you know you got to move forward you got to you got to have that mentality of just plowing ahead in ambiguity because mm-hmm. no one knows what's going to happen no one predicted covid no one predicted a food crisis i mean i'm sure someone did but right it wasn't general public knowledge mm-hmm. uh but you got to you got to move forward and uh and and work the problem, keep solving problems. Uh, cause that's, that's the one thing that humanity is uniquely capable of doing that a robot can't yet is yeah. solve those complex emotional based, uh, problems to, to fill, uh, real human needs. Right. We solve, humans solve problems for humans. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's something to keep doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I need someone to solve my problem right now of a, getting a puppy to not whine at night
1: (laughs) no Um, uh earplugs is earplugs
0: (laughs) (laughs) my mom said a muzzle i'm like dude he's eight weeks old i mean put a muzzle on a puppy uh you're you're like dude somebody already solved that earplugs um (laughs) uh look i that that great ending kind of last statement message there that's powerful Um, and it connects right to our institute right to our curriculum when we talk about you know the soil work and deeply seeing what we're really getting at is do we know ourselves enough and understand ourselves enough the self if you will to be able to push through challenges that beset us right to have a strong enough purpose to see the potential of any scenario whether it's a relationship you know kind of overarching potential of what we think we can become or you know, what, whatever the potential might be, do we have the ability to see that, define it, and then work through the barriers, the fears that are surely going to be in the way to accomplishing and fulfilling that potential? Um, and that attitude of light this candle is the exact attitude that we need to to break through the, those barriers and to break through those fears. And where, what I see, especially in leadership, what I see that the the challenge is that too often and we could have a whole episode talking about this the challenge is that we give kind of those best the best parts about us the grit the passion uh, the emotion the emotional charge um all of these things that human beings have to to create to be innovative to uh you know to to transcend you know things we give those emotions I'll just I'll, I'll just cap I'll capture all of that in the term emotions. We give those emotions to the transactional surface things of life, right? Just the next shiny object as I, as I say it. Um, you know uh, whether it's, oh I, I want the new house, I want the new car, I want money. those things aren't bad, right? But if that's what we're giving all of the drive towards, then we're missing out on the potential, right? And we're missing the fact to see that, well, maybe some of those things are just part of the journey. They're not the journey itself. And the potential is so much more than I am thinking about right now or can see right now. And we ought to be giving those best qualities and emotions in us towards that, towards that sort of deep, transformational, transcendent potential that's out there. But I think too often we give it towards the you know, the transactional surface things in life. So I love what you said. I think that that kind of philosophically connects with our, some of our, our curriculum and things that we believe um, in, in, and, in our philosophy. Let me
1: just jump in and say one more thing about that before your phone runs out of batteries here, <laughs> you know, the whole, the whole concept of, of Alan Shepard reducing the problem that's been solved, which is a very complex rocket mm-hmm. to a candle. Yeah. Right problems that we face often feel like they're they're these rockets they're overly complex but simplifying it to things that are understandable that you can digest is is uh, is a skill worth cultivating yes. so you know a rocket being a candle is you know that kind of metaphor to seeing your problems in life and 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 really boiling them down to to the bare roots of what it is it is a stick with a flame at the end right yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, keeping it simple, it's a powerful, powerful thing and, you know, something I admire about the individual that funds all of our philanthropic work is he he keeps things very simple. And, and he's he's found not only, you know, financial success there, but massive success in being a catalyst in our community because he keeps it simple. So, a powerful lesson in that as well. So, appreciate it. Well, um, it's running on fumes here, my battery... <laughs> So I again I apologize to you, Chris, uh, for not charging it. Apologize for listeners. Um, but you know, uh sometimes sometimes that's life that's <laughs> life and we're imperfect. So uh we'll we'll have to, you know, have another episode at some point. We've gotten a lot out of this one. I mean forty six, forty seven minutes worth of some, some very stimulating conversation. So I uh, appreciate appreciate you, man. Uh appreciate what you're doing. Um, I want to just talk to you more about it, you know, offline. Uh, Actually, it's, it's interesting to me. So uh, again, thanks for joining the show, man. Thanks for reaching out. We have to, we have to do it again and somehow let's get connected, you know, let's, let's have you out and to to participate in some degree in our leadership Institute. I don't know. Let's just, uh, I would love to, to connect beyond, uh, you know, talking, uh, talking into microphones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It would be a pleasure. Thanks for having me on again. It's it's always a highlight of my week when I get to, to chat with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we should start a, another podcast, Chris and Chris and Chris fire, you know, by the fire or something.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. We can, uh, have a fireside chats
0: uh, with Chris and Chris.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in, uh, for this episode. Hopefully you've, you've, gained a lot from it and you're thinking um, uh, in new ways that lead to, to some sort of action in your life to improve and to grow. So that's what we're all about. But until next time, take care, be safe.